Hey guys, welcome back to Couple Goals with S and M. Hey everybody. Hey listener. Hey. Steve told me that last week we sounded like uh, those radio hosts from SNL, Anna Gasteyer and I think Molly Shannon. Do you know and, what I'm talking about? And occasionally Alec Baldwin will come on and talk about his sweaty balls. I don't really remember it. I just yeah. I've, but yeah, where they're just like hello. Welcome. Hello. Hi. We're so try, I'm trying to bring the energy. Trying to bring the. This is the a radio. Radio hour. Let's talk on the radio. Does this right. look gorgeous? Nothing. You know, <laughs> I can bring the podcast energy with nothing to say. You're all stoked to do it earlier. What were we talking about earlier? I don't know. That uh, you said you wanted to. We should need to do a podcast. Oh, we're talking about this is okay. So a few weeks ago, uh, I oh, I think remembered. I said something about Mike Judge. I don't remember how it started. Uh, how, how did this start? Did this is what we're going to talk about? Okay, we could. Oh, I know. I remember now. So okay. All right, listener. Do you know who? Tim Ferriss is. No. You're not a listener. You're a host. I could be listening right now. You don't listen to this podcast. I haven't. That's Doesn't mean why, I won't. That's why this podcast is the quality it is. <laughs> because we don't listen to playback. So, Tim Ferriss. He invented the Ferris wheel. He didn't. He did not. That was a joke I made. Yeah. It was a solid joke. But it was a joke nonetheless. So Tim Ferriss, he's an entrepreneur. He has written multiple best-selling books. He None has of this a is podcast. relevant. Uh, the point is, where did, where did Mike Judge come into this? This was about Mike Judge, I thought. So, I, I wouldn't have ever posted anything about a person I don't know. So Sean was talking about Mike Judge, or somehow we were talking about Mike Judge. And I was like, oh, yeah, Tim Ferriss looks like Mike Judge. Like, they, they have similar appearance. Someone was like, nobody knows who Tim Ferriss is. Which is still true. No. But my point was, you said it like, I should know who that is. Yeah, in my mind, Somebody who doesn't listen to podcasts, or what What does he do? I have multiple books by him. He's a writer. I don't read. I don't listen to podcasts. Okay. So, so I would not know who this is. So I was like, I can't believe you don't know who Tim Ferriss is. That's so ridiculous. So I found pictures and I showed them to him. And I was like, don't they look similar? And I said, no, other than they're white, male, and bald. And that's where it ends. So, and so, now I understand. So let's put a pin in that and backtrack a little bit further to something that happened many years ago, like 11 or 12 years ago, on Twitter. If you know me or i may have even talked about it on this podcast but it's been years if i have if you know me for any time you know that my claim to fame is that jeremy piven blocked me on twitter because because i compared him to ryan dalton who is like a, a he's comedian. a local comedian he moved so, out to California, but he, he's basically a local comedian. He's from Cleveland. And I said that 
bald men confuse me was actually the tweet. That was the tweet, huh? That was the tweet. And then Jeremy Piven blasted me in my DMs. <laughs> and like Classic Jeremy. And just fucking Classic went JP. off on me. He just went off on me and then blocked me. Yes. But he, Jeremy Piven isn't currently bald because he bought hair, but he was Not bald. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. I don't give a shit. Buy, buy whatever you want. But he was bald. He was bald. And the DMs were all like, I have hair. You're writing help in ice. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. It's like Jeremy writing help Piven. in ice. How you doing or something like that. It was, was very like, straight. I'm doing great. I got a full head of hair. It's like. It was very clear his feelings were very hurt by this yeah. woman in Ohio whom he had never heard of until that minute. And I and I their user pictures were small. Yeah, that's all it was. Like, it was a user picture comparison. They had their foreheads are large due to you know, Jeremy Piven's So all this time I though I've been you know, I've sided with my wife, of course, in this whole Jeremy Piven beef because wow, what what you yeah, know, and why Ryan would he get Dalton so upset? found it funny. Ryan Dalton found it funny. He didn't take offense to it. However, now I see that she just thinks bald white dudes look alike. She cannot. She has like face blindness for bald dudes. And so I'm like, hashtag Jeremy Piven was right. Justice for JP. Like that's they do, Mike Judge and Tim Ferriss don't look alike. They're white dudes who are bald. That's it. They don't have the same facial structures. Probably not even the same eye color. Their bodies don't look similar. Nothing alike. Yeah, Tim Ferriss is in really good shape. Yeah. I don't think Mike Judge is. No, he's just, uh, you know, happy. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he doesn't, he's, he's not a narcissist. He's enjoying his life. Tim Ferriss, I don't know him that well. I don't know if he's in. I'm, I'm sure he isn't. I don't think he is. I don't know. I can't make that judge. That judgment call. It's not uncommon for people to get in really good shape because they're just very concerned about well, what they look like. It's also very common for people with anxiety to find something to focus on and get in very good shape because of that, because they make that their addiction rather than whatever the addiction is. Or when it comes to men, it's just because they have an inadequacy elsewhere. Okay. Not, that doesn't mean penile. Not, that could just mean you're bald. <laughs> it I'm could not, mean you're short, I'm like not, Joe Rogan. This isn't, this isn't a podcast about... <laughs> Tim Ferriss. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Go, I'm, I'm not coming saying. for Tim Ferriss. I really like his work. I'm not either, but I I do have some uh, preconceptions in that arena. So, anyway, it turns out I don't know what bald men look like. You just think they all look the same, and I am I am upset on behalf of bald men. So I spent all this time thinking. Well, I still think Jeremy Piven's a dick. For, <laughs> For doing that. I think, to me, it's so, such an insecure thing to do for like a, he, a millionaire, famous, everybody knows who he is, and he gets upset by a stranger on Twitter. That is... Well, it was the early days of Twitter. That is some fucking snowflake shit, It man. was the early days of Twitter, and I think it was before celebrities knew, like, not to read everything everyone says. <laughs> and... I just, just like, bald men confuse me when Ryan Dalton and Jeremy Piven post close together. And it's he was just still... like, I still got all my hair. How you doing? Right. And I was like, fine. How are you? And he was like, this is like help, writing help in ice. And he's like, drop the hate and you'll grow. Like, it was like all of these random weird 
There's Rest nothing hateful what you said. You basically just said you're, when you scroll Twitter, anything. you see these two user pictures and you can because you follow both those people. Yeah. And so therefore you have a tendency to to confuse them. And that was it. It was an observation. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like bald men are stupid. Bald men are ugly. I hate bald men. I don't know what he was taking from that other than he was very upset at the notion of, of being he was, called. He was upset that I've seen PCU and his Yeah, we've work seen you bald. We, we know. Prior to hair plugs. And, and it's like, we saw you on Seinfeld. Right. Like. <laughs> I saw you we're, playing George Costanza's character. Right. We, like, we I'm know you. that you did. It's, it's just weird. Yeah. And, and he got so mad at me. He blocked me, which I'll never. I, I, don't, I wonder if like. That. If I was rich and I went bald, I wonder if I would get hair plugs. Well, you know what's interesting though, thinking I, I'm not I'm not even thinking about the hair plugs and stuff now. What I'm what I'm pivoting towards is celebrities blocking people, like normies. Yeah. So when Bob Saget died, this went which was recent. This went viral on tiktok i don't know how viral it went but this girl went to go to his like his uh twitter yeah and at some point bob saget had blocked her (laughs) she'd like never interacted with him or anything she just went to go read his tweets like you do and she's like i must have interacted with him at some point and he found me offensive like he she and it she wasn't anybody and everybody loved bob saget so i'm guessing she was a shit person yeah because I've never I've heard a bad word about Bob Saget. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. There's always... And shit people don't know they're shit people. They're just like, I don't know. I didn't do anything. Well, yeah. I just call it a waste of flesh. Like I just call everybody that. Yeah, but I'm saying the same thing. I didn't do anything to Jeremy Piven. I'm literally no, saying the same we, thing. But you know the interaction. But You're also, not claiming ignorance. I also have receipts. Like, I, I have mean. screenshots yeah, of showing you the entire conversation. Right. That's what I mean, though. You recall this interaction. If... She's claiming she doesn't remember. And she's like, I don't think I've ever interacted with him. It's like, Bob Saget clearly saw something you said, even if it wasn't directed towards him, it could have been directed towards somebody else. But I feel like like, if you block somebody, it's because they've interacted. Like, I don't typically... No, not necessarily, because when you block someone, you don't see them anymore. So it might be he saw something she said to someone else. It was like, I don't ever want to see anything from this person again. Yeah. Like, I have... um, I block people all the time who I've never talked to. Yeah, that's true. I've blocked Ben Shapiro because Mm -hmm. people will... And it's people like I like and people whom I agree with, but they'll they'll quote Ben Shapiro. And it he is so stupid that it makes me angry, even though the person who's, you know, tweet, they have some flippant reply to whatever stupidity he's decided to tweet out. Yeah, I just don't want to see his tweets. He makes me so fucking angry with how stupid he is. And then the fact that people think that he has anything remotely intelligent to say. Can we talk about. Let's let's talk about Tucker Carlson. Let's talk about what I learned about Tucker Carlson recently. Um, By recently, he means yesterday. Very recently. And well, apparently it happened recently because the article. Yeah, it just happened. I I had no idea. So Maggie sent me a TikTok. She is my TikTok algorithm. Um, She's pretty good, too. I mean, she's getting almost 10 percent of what she sends me is worth watching. So it's she's getting better. Um, <laughs> Sean, Sean's lucky he has hair because otherwise I'd be, I'd be spewing all kinds of hate on accident at him. Did you say, did you say you hate bald people? Uh, accidentally. <laughs> like I didn't even know it about myself. Um, I'm uncovering all these things. So, so Tucker Carlson, and I am not making this up. I need to say this. If you haven't heard about this, there's a whole segment and Google it, look it up. 
he went on a tear about the the animated M&Ms that you see in commercials and before movies and you know they're all different colors and uh, they have male and female ones and apparently the brown M&M is a female and apparently and I, this is I keep saying apparently because who is tracking this stuff who Ooh, you know what i mean like why is this news? what the m&ms look like right i don't i only know about this because of tucker carlson and because of this tiktok where he is incredibly concerned that they are giving her different shoes and as he points out she goes from a stiletto to a block heel that's what he yeah, says okay yeah and this his... and it's it's this granular and absurd and it you it's it's like watching stephen colbert back in the day or uh john oliver do a segment where you, it it feels like parody, but it's not. Yeah, he is genuinely angry. But it's not. That's the important. Part. Yeah, and but it it totally comes off that way. Like it, this could be a segment on Saturday Night Live. And then his his next statement is, they won't rest until they're all androgynous and not and like not sexy or something. And yeah, all I can think said, was like until you don't want to take any of them for a drink at the bar. Is that what he said? Like it's yeah, insane, and I'm just like. So he watches this stuff and he's like, which one of these M&Ms would I fuck? That's how he watches cartoons. That's what I've, that's my takeaway from the Tucker Carlson M&M news story is he looks at M&Ms and other candies possibly as to which one he would stick his dick in. That's what he buys. Like, you know, Milky Way or Snickers, you know, Twix, you get two, twice the fun. I don't know how he. I don't think Twix would be. Hmm. I mean, it's just kind of like a sandwich, right? It's just on. Un- he, he might be a pencil dick. You don't know. Somebody that's that angry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I've i heard. This. I've heard no. the term pencil dick. Yeah, me too. I don't like it. <laughs> so, and I, I know people who have dealt with people with pencil dicks. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't like it. So, I know that's a thing. See, like that, this. This, this is how this dude is buying his fucking candies, though. And, and he was dead serious. He was dead serious about how fuckable this Eminem is. And it just blew my fight. I'm like, this is what Fox is doing? This And people are taking this seriously. People are watching this and like nodding their heads. And they're like, fucking Democrats ruining America. I can't even fucking Eminem anymore. Like, what is happening? You can still fuck Eminems. I mean, not the cartoon version. But you wouldn't want she, to is the well, whole yeah, point. Because who wants Ruining to? all your fucking masturbatory fantasies now. Who wants to fuck someone in block heels? <laughs> I mean, apparently that's a deal breaker, ladies. <laughs> like, who knew that a block heel was such a turnoff? So, should you ever see Tucker Carton who, or go Who somewhere? knew M&Ms were a turn on is my point. <laughs> I didn't even... Like, this is so outside the realm of where most brains go. It blows my, my fucking mind. Like, who thinks this way about M&M commercials? Oh, man, she's fucking hot, dude. Which M&M would you fuck, Maggie? you probably all about that blue one, right? The green one has anxiety, you know. Does he? Yeah, I are just you, found that you, out. Did you... Oh, did you read profiles on all of them? They're, they're, I had to... Do a little digging, and apparently there is Hershey or whoever owns M and M's, Mars or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, they're they're updating all of them, and they're gonna talk about. I think it was the green one. I don't remember, but one of them has anxiety. They're gonna he's gonna address his anxiety, and you Does know, the, one of them, the brown one's not gonna be a fucking harlot uh, anymore. Apparently, yeah, she was just slutting around in her fucking heels. Just. <laughs> 
She's just being a harlot in her stilettos. And then which one is going to um, come out against child labor? Which one's doing that? <laughs> Any of them? Oh, that's a good one. So I'm just curious. Just because uh, there's like a whole lawsuit about them uh, using child labor. Yeah. So this is actually, we're falling right into the trap of talking about something other than what the actual I Dude, I have to address it. That I, I've never really, I watched Fox News during the election. I remember Biden, uh, Trump race, because I would flip back and forth because I was kind of curious as to what thanks their coverage for, was. Thanks for clarifying which election. Well, could it just, I thought you, you could followed, Trump and Clinton. You didn't even follow that election. I, you know, this is going again. I, I know I have to say this like once an episode. This is not just a conversation between us. There are other people listening, so I'm clarifying for them. <laughs> I know you know, because we live together. But I'm telling listener now which hey, election. Listener, he didn't even follow any election until the most recent I was one. very confident in 2016 that Hillary would win, because I was, despite thinking everyone's a moron, I was like, they're not that stupid. Meanwhile. I, I was clearly wrong. I was so sure Hillary was going to lose. Yes. And, and I was like, I was like, come on now. People aren't that fucking dumb. They're not going to elect fucking orange faced man with eight strands of hair. He tries to style. Come on now. And who is right? Uh, I mean, I still kind of right. He he did lose the popular vote. <laughs> so he should have lost all of it. Like, right. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, that's like the only time I've watched Fox News, though, is when I was flipping back and forth between CNN and Fox to see who was covering what and if it was the same you know what i mean i wanted to see if there was a different and it yeah. really wasn't that different uh but now that i've seen some other and i have seen some segments like if you go to mr hero ever that's all they have on is fox news so i've seen i've seen some segments but this bl- just blew my fucking mind i wow covering this dead fucking serious i also like that you're talking about mr hero when really only like three percent of our audience is from ohio yeah that's fine that's a restaurant that we have here in ohio they don't have it everywhere. I think that was really relevant. It was just more about going to whatever. I, I wanted them to, you know, imagine what Mr. Hero is. What is Mr. Hero? Is it a comic book shop? Do they sell sandwiches? Who knows? Incredible sandwiches. Um, Unless you actually like quality, then it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> then it's uh, boo. <laughs> For the price not that good. <laughs> right. They're way over fucking price. For the price that they charge. God damn. Um, imagine, if you're not from Ohio, imagine you got some steakums and some cheese and some, you bread. know, bread. <laughs> That's it. And then you charged your friends 10 to $12 for a sandwich. For like a seven inch. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mr. Hero. Yeah. And then in Ohio, we line up for that shit. Yeah. Because... Ohio went to Trump in the last two elections. So that's what we're working with here in Ohio. All right. So you got any other, um, I don't know, whatever Cur- this is Current called. events or whatever. Chit chat. Because uh, I have a topic. I don't know about you. I kind of, I, I, I can half ask one. I'm just, well, I would like to talk about this with you. Is he, do you have the dog? course I... okay good because he was gone and i'm concerned because no. he always injures himself every time we do a fucking podcast Dude, he hates this podcast yeah it's like we literally get the this computer out and this setup out and he's immediately like i'm gonna break my bonsai. neck like yeah. he's off to do something no he's here okay good that's why i'm sitting like i have a broken leg so <laughs> that the dog is happy all right what is your uh 
was your topic, Little Miss Research, going to make me look like a dick? Well, if by research you mean I have two Wikipedia pages up in front of me and I didn't condense anything down. That sounds then, like standard couple goals research to then me. I am Ms. Research. Thank you. We are talking about Mr. Jerry Springer. I've heard of him. I can't tell because you're playing on your iPad. I'm getting my stuff ready. But I'm listening. You should have done that before the show. <laughs> you're bringing some real negative energy here. Yeah. <laughs> That's my overall it. vibe. <laughs> Not until we start so, recording. She's generally more pleasant than this. I want I'm you to not, know this. I'm not more pleasant. She is. Unless she's a... hungry. If she's hungry, my God. Like, okay, well, we're not going to talk about that. Though, What's really funny it'll make me cry. is that he actually got me food before. Like, he made me a sandwich yes. before we recorded. Because we had a really dumb argument the other night, and I it, I realized too late that she was just hungry. So he made me Rice Krispies. So, Rice Krispie treats, not Rice Krispies. He wasn't out there like, I'm going to go puff <laughs> some rice. She needs a bowl of cereal. <laughs> oh, I thought, see, I took it one step further back, like where you actually went and puffed rice for me. <laughs> I've done that. No. Gross. <laughs> Gross. I don't like that. So, Jerry Springer is British born. Wait, I got I to gotta ask a question now. So, he was on in the... Late, well, he's on in the early 90s, but he blew up kind of in the later, mid to late 90s. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if everybody knows who he is. Like, what what's the age cutoff for knowing who the fuck Jerry Springer well, is? I'm trying to tell you who he is. Oh, okay. But you're all like, let me tell you some things about things. <laughs> do you need more food? Is that, did I not get you enough food? I do have a headache, but I'm not hungry. Oh, okay. Uh, so Jerry Springer was born... In the London Underground Station, while it was being used as a shelter from a German bombing during World War II. So he's like born in the 40s. Oh, yeah, 44. Oh, like the end. But like, isn't that wild? Yeah. Because uh, he's, uh, not, he's not British, from what we can well, tell. Well, he's British born. Yeah. But yeah. Because I'm an accident. He moved, he moved um, his parents, not just him. Him and his parents moved to... Uh, Queens when he was four which is why he sounds like he does so as I mentioned they moved and they were German Jewish refugees they escaped what is now known as Poland it was Prussia at the time his maternal grandmother died in a Poland extermination camp and his paternal grandmother died in a Czechoslovakian concentration camp. Wow. Yeah. He didn't find out about that until like 2008 when he went on a TV show in, 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 on the BBC. <laughs> Did anybody run up and punch him in the face or throw a chair at him? And then, yeah, immediately <laughs> he was punched in the face after he found out. And he found out how many kids he had fathered or what? <laughs> Didn't. They were like, you have no grandparents. They were all killed in concentration camp. <laughs> they were like, and the card says, parents died in a concentration camp. And the audience was like, boo. They were like, all your grandparents died in the Holocaust. <laughs> boo. Yeah, so he found out. The I, audience was like, Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. Oh, my God. Let's see. And he, like, would have... Cl- 
Klansman on his show. So if you guys don't know who he is, I'll tell you about the Jerry Springer show in a minute. But he would have like Klans people on his show, on the Jerry Springer show. Very controversial guests all the time. Not, the? not be out of support. What the fuck? But yeah. So anyway, he found out about his grandparents um, on Who Do You Think You Are, which is a show on BBC One, in case you were curious. It's where celebrities come on and find out about their... I know a song about BBC One. BBC Two? Yeah. BBC Three? BBC Four. BBC Five? And BBC Six. BBC Seven? <laughs> BBC Heaven? <laughs> That's... We're doing an Austin Powers bit. <laughs> we, we have to refer to Austin Powers at least once an episode. It's a contractual thing. Yeah. Well, this, this episode sponsored by Austin Powers. <laughs> no, Not actually. there is no new movie coming out. Yeah, there's no new movie. We're talking about the one from 97. So, anyway, they moved when he was four to New York. And, you know, he went to school there or whatever. And my dog just hit my stuff. So, he... Got his bachelor's, and then he went and got his JD to be a lawyer. I don't know what a JD is. Juris doctorate. Oh, okay. It's the, it's the attorney degree. Let's pretend I'm a moron. <laughs> Not it's use the, abbreviations anymore. It's the, it's the attorney degree. Okay. So, like, when people go to law school. And he became a political campaign advisor for Robert F. Kennedy. So, following... Robert F. Kennedy's assassination. He began practicing law in Cincinnati. So this was in 1968, right? Okay. In 1970, he ran for Congress, which I thought was interesting. He ran as a Democrat. And he still took 45% of the vote, even though he lost. Wow. That's a lot. That's pretty close, right? Yeah, that's a lot. And then in 1971, he was elected to Cincinnati City Council. He resigned in 74 after admitting to soliciting a sex worker, and then he paid with a check. Oh, I thought he was the he mayor. Was a, yeah. Oh, okay. You said city council. Yeah. Okay, I'm very confused. That's because you're jumping ahead. Oh, but you said he resigned. So, he was city council in 1971. He resigned in 1974 after admitting to soliciting a sex worker. He came clean at a press conference and they were like, your career's over, like you're done. So in 75, he ran and got a seat back. Mm -hmm. He just took a year, basically. Hmm. Then in 1977, he served one year as the mayor. See, I thought his mayor, his term as mayor ended after a year because of the sex scandal. That's what I always understood it. Springer could only serve one year as mayor due to a political arrangement at the time. <clears throat> Cincinnati huh. has since changed to a direct election of the mayor. But the way it was before, it, they split their mayoral term with a third party group, hmm. the Charter Committee. So because he was on city council, he was assigned one year of the term. Okay. That's why he was the mayor. Oh, gotcha. Isn't that interesting? Yes. So in 82, he ran for governor of Ohio. He did not w win. Dude that lost. Okay, I just got to stop you for a second. He lost his seat on city council in Cincinnati because he admitted to soliciting 
a sex worker. He resigned voluntarily. Oh, he resigned voluntarily. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what let's you kept talking. You kept to... talking over it because you were so caught up in the mayor stuff. Um, no, I, I just, I don't, I'm not good at paying. You know, I got ADHD. Yeah, me too. Um, anyway, but we got now we got to talk about how Trump has mm -hmm. two contracts for sex while married. Mm-hmm. Zero repercussions. Didn't. It was a news story only, you know, typically on the uh, the liberal media, not on the conservative media, I'm guessing. He was married to Springer. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. So he resigned, but, though. But he resigned, and he made a press con. He had a press conference about it and was like, yes, I did this. Okay. Like, and there were, like, there were literally people who were and, like, your career's over. And then conservatives impeached Bill Clinton for getting a blowjob in mm -hmm. office. And Donald Trump has paperwork paying for sex, which is illegal in most states. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I just, you know, a little contrast and comparison type thing. Yeah, so after he resigned, he ran again and got his seat right back. Well, because, and he it's credited with his honesty for getting it back. Donald Trump has denied all this despite his signature being on these contracts, and he's never sued anybody over this. A very litigious person who has thousands of lawsuits out there, uh -huh. never sued anybody for making these accusations that he claimed were, were false. So, yeah. yeah, just, okay, that's all. Carry yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's kind of where um, he, so we lost his bid for governor, and then he discussed coming, or running again for Senate in 2000 and 2004, but he did not due to the negative associations with the Jerry Springer show, which we will discuss. And then in 2018, he also discussed running again for governor, but due to his age, he declined the bid. What? what? Oh, he declined. How old was he? He is 77 now, so he was in his mid-70s. Oh, okay. Three, it was four years ago, three years ago. Five years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know years. <laughs> Four years ago. So anyway, let's talk about his broadcasting career. So we're going to start off with your favorite thing that you wanted to talk about, which is the Jerry Springer show. So the Jerry Springer show came on in September of 91. And it taped in Chicago from 91 to 2009. Oh, my God. And then, no, I'm, it, that's not the worst of it. And <laughs> then it moved to Connecticut, where it continued to film from 2009 to 2018. Are you shitting me? I am not shitting you. Wow, I had no clue it was on, like, for that long. Yeah. 27 seasons. Wow. And it is... Currently rerunning on the CW, if anybody wants to go see it. Mm. Um, after the cancellation, Springer has had announced that he now has a show which premiered in 2019, and it's on NBC, called Judge Jerry. I've never watched it. I didn't know it existed. Good for him. So, he is, he is a hardworking man. But let's talk about the format of Jerry Springer, or the Jerry Springer show. Yeah. So it started off as a regular daytime talk show, right? Yes. 
You remember this. This was the era of Oprah and Montel Williams and Phil Donahue, Sally Jesse Raphael, Mm -hmm. all those kind of people. So, Geraldo. The first ever topic on the show was about a family reunion. And it went well. It was it was very like warm and fuzzy. Oh, okay. Guests early on were guests such as Jesse Jackson. They oh. talked about homelessness and gun politics. It was very much oh, and one of the um one of the topics early on, if you have been a longtime listener, what was literally um in the first season in ninety one was the social effects of Gigi Allen. Ah. Yeah. So that was on episode dated May 5th of 1993. So they have, they he came out, out the gate trying to keep the social, like all of his political and social pet projects, like front and center. Okay. He came at it as an attorney, and he was a practicing attorney, by the way. Sounds very uh, serious. Yeah, so he tried, and it 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 didn't it didn't go well. So in April of ninety four, they threatened cancellation if he didn't get his ratings up because, you know, he was he was boring people with his <laughs> like let's talk about so, homelessness. Let me say this: so I got a TV finally in like mid to late ninety one, and at some point. I had watched the Jerry Springer show, but only a few minutes here and there, kind of like a flipping channels yep. thing. And it didn't interest. I wasn't into talk shows anyway at the time, uh, nor have I ever been other than David Letterman. That was always, that was the, the talk show I liked. Um, and when John Stewart had a talk show on MTV, but anyway, so I'd seen it and it seemed like a very straightforward show. Like the ones I had just mentioned, it didn't seem like anything crazy mm-hmm. would see a few minutes. And that was that. And that's what I knew of Jerry Springer up until about, 1997 when things changed (laughs) so in in 94 that's when they threatened to cancel him yeah he started to get a little bit more like provocative because ricky lake had come out in 93 okay and they were like be more like ricky lake okay was she a little bit more trashy she was viewed by teenagers Ah, like she was more of a teenager talk show gotcha so she was a little bit more and she had the teenage viewership what was your introduction to ricky lake like just her she was on after school i mean that's that was the first time you'd ever heard of her Mm -hmm. i knew her from uh john waters movies oh and i saw i was like oh she got this chick got a talk show and she lost some weight yeah, so when he started trying to be more like Ricky Lake, he started intervu- introducing like more controversial topics, but he still kept some traditional and serious topics. This was in 94. But they started featuring things like, my boyfriend turned out to be a girl, and I want my man to stop in- watching porn, like things like that gotcha. that are a little bit more, but it's still very like, you know, salacious news. Right. It's very not tabloidy, quite... But- yeah, it's not, not quite Jerry Seinfeld, or Jerry Seinfeld, Jesus, Jerry Springer level. Right. So, in as it went on, by 98, he had brought on a new producer, and the new producer got 
a got a taste of that tabloidness and booked on something called I Married a Horse. Okay. And when it was I married a horse. When it was We were warned about this. <laughs> Jerry's Jerry's latest I Married a Horse was recorded on May 21st, 1998. It was aired and then immediately pulled. So In 98. It, so this makes sense then. Yeah. 97, 98. This is when I started hanging out with my buddy Chuck and the him, the the people I met through him mm-hmm. were very into Jerry Springer. And I was like, that guy? <laughs> the, the guy I saw on TV sometimes? <laughs> yeah. Okay. This makes sense. So that's really when it took a turn was 98. Married a horse. And the guy talked about doing stuff to his horse stuff that's illegal oh like do, do like it, doing drugs like no like consummating his marriage oh okay doing drugs <laughs> doing i thought drugs. i thought maybe he was taking it you know and doing some illegal gambling or something yeah that makes more sense though yeah no he was doing horse racing which isn't legal everywhere wow. so um it was pulled it aired in the 9 a.m. slot in New York City, and then it aired nowhere else. <laughs> so from there, Jerry started, or the show, not himself, started asking people to send in videotapes on why they wanted to be on Jerry. And that's how they started finding people, like the trashiest people, because they were looking for the 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. And this continued... I mean, he had, he landed a five-year, five-year, $30 million contract in 2000. I mean, it's just... See, I remember the Too Hot for TV VHS tape that you, I think you could, you had to send away for. Mm-hmm. I don't think they sold it in stores. And somebody got it, and we watched it, and I was horribly disappointed. I don't yeah, remember it anything really about it. All they did was you could hear people swearing, and you could see some white trash titties. And that was about it. Well, and everybody fought on that thing, right? Yeah. So they had a a bodyguard or a bouncer named Steve Vilkos. And he was technically their security director. Like, he really did have a position there. Yeah. But he became a fan favorite because he was always breaking stuff up. He was always breaking up the fights. And they would start yelling his name. They loved him. So in 2007... He left Jerry Springer to host his own syndicated talk show called The Steve Wilco Show. I bet that did well. <laughs> yeah. And it was produced by the same guy, that Richard Dominic guy. Gotcha. And it, um, yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't go great. <laughs> but it's the whole thing. I can't believe it went as long as it did. I had no idea. It's only been... Four years since Jerry Springer went off the air. Yeah. In October of 2014, that's when they announced that they were picked up through 2018. And Wilkos came back and he just remained on the show as a consultant. No. Because, you know, his show, not doing great. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the big deal about him. He really ruined daytime television. Oh, that's a strong term. I don't know Mm. that he ruined it. Like, it was terrible, but think about 
all the reality shows. So a lot of that probably sprung from that. That's you what I mean. MTV's Real World and stuff like that. That's why we have the Kardashians now. Well, and this is many places state that this is a quote from him. I would never watch my show. I'm not interested in it. It's not aimed towards me. This is a silly show. I do not blame that dude at all. <laughs> he was there. He's like, hey, it makes money. Let's do it. Yeah. So when you when you think about it, though, in it's it's widely speculated that his show, like his specifically. Yeah. Spawned the Real Housewife generation. I could see that for sure. Which then spawned the Kardashians. Wasn't it inevitable, in though? You know what I mean? Wasn't it just going to happen? Especially when you know, just think about internet culture and, and, you know, you're on TikTok. Everybody's on TikTok, right? And before right. that, it was YouTube. But you're assuming that people would have invented all of that if all of that had, you know, if the housewives hadn't been a thing. If... When did the real world come out? I think that predated Jerry. Or no, I guess it didn't predate it, but it came. It, I think it was out before Jerry was popular. Yeah. So, and I don't even know, I don't think that's the first uh, quote unquote reality show, but I know the 90s was the era where the reality show became big. You know, they, they made movies about it, the Truman Show, Ed TV, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and Big Brother, ultimately. Yeah, Big yeah. Brother came out. So, that's I think it was the... kind of inevitable. So, they were kind of ahead of the pack there. <laughs> they hired somebody who the producer. Dominic, last name Dominic, I don't remember his first name. Um, he was the one who took Jerry in that direction. Yeah. And he just ran with it. It sounds like he just wanted to keep his job. He oh. ran with it and just, they pounded that into the ground. It was, it's it funny. It got to a point where I couldn't watch it. I, I could like never watch it. Like I watched that tape and I, I understand the appeal. I'm not above it by any means. But it was also just very predictable. It's just like, oh, we're, this person is going to hit this person or vice versa at some point. Somebody's going to stand up. Somebody's going to start yelling. You know what's great? Fists are going to fly. You might see some blurred out titties. What's great is that it was parodied in Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. So <laughs> it comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Powers, baby. Yeah. Comes <laughs> comes for full circle. <laughs> when Scott meets his uh, dad, Dr. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> So, and that yeah. was on an actual Jerry Springer, like they did. They had Jerry, Jerry Springer, Springer was, was in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They had Jerry Springer on. And they, and they fought. That was like the whole formula. And that was the formula. It's like you bring peop to some people on who are mad at each other over whatever, cheating, uh, lying, whatever the fuck it was. And yeah, inevitably they would fight and they would start, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. Really weird. It was not good. I was never into that. No, I would watch it for a little bit, and then I would have to change it. I watched, like, my earliest reality show thing that I actually watched, like, a whole season of, that I have two memories. Uh, one was a, a season of Road Rules. I don't think it was the first one. I didn't like Road Rules. There was one season I watched, and I think it was just because there was a hot chick on it. And that was that was pretty much it. But the main one I actually remember is uh making the band with p diddy puff daddy oh my gosh and it was when... the one that dave Chappelle parodied yeah and i i watched it before dave Chappelle parodied it so it was just hilarious when i saw the parody on dave Chappelle. i was like i actually happened to watch season two 
of making the band with Puff Daddy or whatever. And so yeah. I got all the cheesecake references and all that stuff. I remember that. <laughs> Did we watch that together? Was it yeah. like early 2000s? Yeah, we watched so, that. So, yeah. And he was like, go to Junior's. <laughs> Not the one close by. You got to go to the one <laughs> in Grand Central. And, and I remember when I ate at the one in Grand Central, we did. You and yeah. I did. It was like, this is the one for making <laughs> the bed. I think we ate at both two different juniors we did. locations. Well, one with trips. the kids yeah. and one with one when it was just us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we were like, this is, this is this where is, P. Diddy sent those this guys. This is where P. Diddy made them go. The guy that spit hot fire. <sighs> spit hot fire. He was on yeah. that, that season. And I got sucked into that. Uh I don't I don't know. I get sucked into certain reality shows. Like what was that one on Now that? now he'll watch anything that I put on. I, I I'll give anything a shot. I try. And Except then, Fast and Furious. I'm and gonna then, die and I've never seen a Fast and Furious. And then movie. I'll put certain things on and he'll just leave the room and I know that one didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> that like, one there didn't were two shows there was the one the Love is Blind, right? Is that yeah. what it was called? Yeah, you took that you, you took to that one real well. And then uh the other one was like too hot to handle, but well, was, I could only handle. But you it. only took the first season. And I didn't yeah. get to the second season so either. I couldn't. I didn't. I it was like watch it. once I saw the concept played out, I didn't really care anymore. Yeah, once I knew that they I was all... more curious about the concept. So, yeah. and I just I don't need to see other people doing it. I, I just didn't, I didn't care. I I didn't watch the second season either, though. Like I just I once I started meeting the contestants, I was like, oh no, you're stupid. <laughs> well, so, yeah, like, <laughs> they all were but. yeah but like there wasn't anybody that i could even kind of be like oh you're sweet like everyone was just like oh you're dumb oh i don't no. think there was anybody that like the first season had like attractive chicks like hot chicks I didn't well think... and the first season had francesca who came back to love is blind oh yeah like the reunion she was yeah. on the reunion or whatever she showed up with the reunion with yeah. damien oh That's i'm, I'm like... sure the second season had hot chicks but just like not my taste in hot chicks but they were just so dumb it's like i can't i can't see i can't even like you're so stupid but again to be fair so were the people on the first season <laughs> but i think they had personality i don't know i don't know i think it was just the novel concept i was like okay i gotta see this this is this is funny how does this play out and then once i saw it i was just like oh i don't care anymore i think i'm just getting old oh yeah definitely and now like when people are on and they're really dumb I'm just like, I can't watch. I can't spend my time on this. Didn't you try to watch the Kardashians once? I did once. It didn't go well. <laughs> I don't think I was even around for that. I don't know where yeah, I was. Yeah, it didn't go well. I made it about like, the, and you saw it in the recently played and you were like, what? And I was like, I made it like three minutes in and I was like, I can't, I can't do uh, it. I remember doing pest control and I would do this one restaurant and it was the, uh, once a month and the same chick was there every time and she'd always have that show on and I would just hear it. And I just feel like, how, what, oh, it was so terrible. I would make it like three minutes in. It made this podcast sound like Carl Sagan. <laughs> right, it made us sound smart. Right. Insightful. Like we might have something to say. So I, I kind of sort of maybe have a topic. Uh, I'm going to ask if he was a mayor the whole time, whoever you're talking about. <laughs> It was just was the mayor. Everything I've heard, because I didn't. You said city council. Everything I've heard was he was mayor, and due to a scandal, he was not mayor anymore. That's how they've always worded it. Nope. Or that's how I always understood it. I should say city council. Um, because it's mm -hmm. weird that he would become mayor after the sex scandal. Because so it was always my understanding that he was mayor, and then he wasn't anymore because of the. Well, that's not true. Because he 
paid a sex worker with a goddamn check. Right. <laughs> well, we're in the 70s where you're just like, oh, take gonna... checks, right? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Yeah, give it, God damn it. Like, I'd prefer not to, <laughs> but it's fine. So I was going to talk about, so if, if you are a, a new listener, you might not know this. I like comic books. Oh, God. <laughs> Maggie does not like comic books. She generally does not like my topics. Uh, and that's why this show is so good. Um, <laughs> that's why it's so... It's so good. So delightful. Uh, so I was going to talk about something. So everybody loves Stan Lee. Rest in peace, Stan Lee. Everybody knows Stan Lee because of his cameos in the MCU, basically. I would say is probably his biggest claim to fame. Most recently, in the eye of the general public. Oh, okay. I was making a face, because I feel like his biggest claim to fame was probably the characters. Yeah, yeah, what he actually did, but I, I think, in the grand scope of things, popularity-wise, people know him from the movies. However, you know, he was responsible for creating and co-creating a lot of the Marvel characters. Fantastic Four, X-Men, Spider-Man, and a bunch of other ones. Um, the, the person that we don't hear about a lot that was responsible for creating some of those characters and other characters is a man named Jack Kirby, who was an artist. Stan Lee was more of a story guy. Stan Lee was more of a pitchman or a salesman kind of guy, more than anything. Because care. comic book stories back then weren't as developed as they are now. You know, they, they write for an older audience now. They were written for young kids, and it was all about getting to fist fights in these com you know what i mean it was just very fast paced very simple so it was real light on dialogue and stuff so stan lee's job was i would say a lot easier than jack kirby's it was you know he would come in maybe give him a general plot you know the fantastic four meet this guy he's covered in metal we'll call him dr doom and they're gonna fight because dr doom is bad you know what i mean and it was jack kirby was like all right i'll turn this into a thing like wait somebody's job is just to give an outline well, that's called the Marvel Method, um, and, well, that's part of it anyway. It goes deeper than that, but back then, I'm talking back then. Nowadays, you have I full was like, scripts. where do I get that job? No, I'm nowadays. I'm just like, hey, I got an idea. This guy comes in, he's blue, and he says, I'm blue, and then he kills someone. Right. Because they're bad. Right. Oh, I made that character. <laughs> like, this just makes me question everything I thought I knew about what Stan Lee did. Yeah. Just so, just so we're clear. So what? I mean, it was more than that. I, okay, maybe I'm oversimplifying because he did co-create Spider-Man, which obviously he had to come up with a teenager. But when you say co-create, do you mean he walked in the room and was like, "I got an idea, guys. He's a spider, and he shoots webs, and he uses his power for good, not evil, and he's his Uncle Ben dies." <laughs> All right, run with it. I just like your impression. I want you to just talk like this for the rest of the podcast, no matter what you're saying. Um, it's my businessman impression. <laughs> just keep I'm doing a businessman. This is how I talk. She's got her arms up. She's got her hands I'm out. I'm like, hey, what's uh, the matter, you? All right. So I didn't do any of this research, so I can't answer any of these questions definitively. However, I am not above just giving a best guess uh, because we... We're, we're not a good source of information. Oh, yeah, we're a bad source please if you're looking for... <laughs> please don't cite us as a resource yeah. on your papers, because <laughs> I'm just doing best I cannot vouch here. for you for your uh, research paper. But, yeah, I mean, it was collaborative, though. So uh, Steve Ditko was the artist on Spider-Man um, and came up with 
you know, the designs and stuff. But no, it was it was a lot more collaborative than I guess what I'm saying. But I think as the what outside of the creation, it sounded like the stories were a little bit easier. Like character creation was probably a lot more involved. You know, you got a stretchy guy and, and he's married to a woman who turns invisible and then she has a brother who was made out of orange rocks or whatever. You know? That's not her brother. Her brother's a flame guy. Oh yeah. See, look at you. I'm look like, at you. get your goddamn story right. Look at you. I would like co-creation credit. <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, but from what I understand, back then it was, you know, real lightweight uh, as far as his contributions. Anyway, according to people like Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko, because, you know, they didn't stay with Marvel forever like Stan Lee did. And the way Jack Kirby tells it, you know, he would just come in and with a general... You know, outline or whatever, spider. and then Jack. I got a spider here. So, well, I mean, again, this you know post creation of the characters, but Jack Kirby co-created uh, like Captain America, not with Stan Lee, but with Joe Simon. Um, he created a lot of uh, who else did? I think he created uh, Credible Hulk with Stan Lee. See, I didn't do any research, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I wasn't. I think rather than talking about. Jack, you can bring Jack Kirby to the table next week, maybe. No, but... no, no. Well, this whole thing is about Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Okay, because so I want to talk about Stan Lee now. <laughs> okay, well, that's too bad. That's not what I'm here to do. I found an article on Slate.com written by Abraham Reisman. And he's taken ec- excerpts from a book called True Believer, The Rise and Fall of Stan Lee, which is his book um, that he wrote. Oh, it's Abraham's book? Yeah, Abraham Reisman. Oh, that's a good way to... Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to promote your book. Just write an article so, about yeah. it. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get into what happened. So a lot, what a lot of people may not know is Jack Kirby um, and a lot of artists, comic book artists and comic book creators nowadays. It seems like the general opinion is that Jack Kirby contributed a lot more to these characters, stories and creation than Stan Lee. That's what I got when you said that stuff. I yeah. was like, I feel like Stan Lee walked in and was like, there's a guy and he has a power and he does a thing. I'm turning, that turned into Bill Cosby. <laughs> you going Bill Cosby. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good at impressions. All right. So a journalist um, named Nat Friedland, uh, he was working an assignment for uh, New York Herald Tribune in the mid-1960s. Uh, he'd been working for a paper, paper called the Long Island Press. Do you think Nat is short for Nathaniel? Sure. Um, and he also was the mayor of Cincinnati. Um, oh, but what when? Was it after his <laughs> his city council? <laughs> it was it was while he was having sex with a sex worker. That's the only time he performed his mayoral duties. Um, oh. All right. So uh, he this guy said he wanted to be the next Tom Wolf. He wanted to be famous and he was looking for big stories and uh he but he was looking in niches or, or niches as you say i say niche um niches that tom wolf had not covered so he landed on idea spider-man marvel and stan lee uh so he wanted to interview stan lee called marvel got stan on the phone said what the assignment was um he came to the marvel offices uh for one afternoon and one aspect of was to interview lee was uh who had turned on all his charm or whatever um, it was like, hey, I got an idea. One aspect was to interview Stanley uh, of his whole Marvel visit. And um, Friedland says, uh, quote, 
There are little touches I can see now in retrospect, little touches of being an egomaniac and taking all the credit. Oh. But he told me about all the stuff, and I thought it was cute and tremendous. I saw artists coming around, but I didn't talk to them much. Um, let me see. See, I didn't do any research, guys. I'm sorry. I just I didn't know this was going to turn into that kind of podcast. Yeah. What, like a half-assed one? Or an informational one? Um, let's bash Stan Lee. That's me. I'm not bashing Stan Lee. I'm trying to give credit to Jack Kirby. That's what I'm trying to do. Because By... it's really sad how he just... He's not meant... like. Again, you know who Stan Lee is. You've seen him in the movies. I I know who Jack Kirby is because I live with you. Because you live with me, yes. But most people, the majority of people, are, aren't as aware. So, all right. Um, so there's this whole ordeal where they uh, they acted like, uh, Lee acted like he was plotting a story with um, Jack Kirby. And... Uh, Stan Lee's jumping around, throwing punches, telling him to do this, do that. And Jack Kirby is like, okay, okay, whatever. And, but it, it's all performance, it turns out. It, it was, he was telling him a story that they had already written or whatever. And so when, when they asked, you know, Kirby about it, um, let me find. Uh, when did, when did Jack Kirby die? Uh, I think he died. I don't remember. Like the late in the nineties, I think. Okay. I'll get there. I think it was mid to late nineties. That's like that's my guess. You can you can fact check me on that as you're doing right now. I, I am. See. I'm just handling it. Just ninety four. All right, so I was pretty close. Yeah. Ninety four. So wow, he wrote right up until the end because he had comics coming out in like ninety three. I remember. Yeah, he was like when he was I doing can't, his. It's like I can't handle what's happening on the Jerry Springer show. I'm done. <laughs> um. All right, so it was a whole stage scene, and it wound up as a central component of his story that the that Friedland was writing. So, while he while Stanley was chatting with Friedland, uh, he started he starts shit talking Steve Ditko, co creator of Spider Man, and Stanley said, "I don't plot Spider Man anymore. Steve Ditko, the artist, has been doing the stories. I guess I'll leave him alone until the stales start to slip. Since Spidey got so popular, Ditko thinks he's the genius of the world." We were arguing so much over plot lines, I told him to start making up his own stories. That's um, nice. Yeah. Steve Ditko, for anyone questioning it, he died in 2008. Uh, and again, co-creator of uh, Spidey Man. And then, trying to... Again, I'm scrolling through here. I didn't, I didn't prep. I'm sorry. Stan Lee also died in 2008. So wait, let's check this for a second. Steve Ditko, he died a couple months before Stan Lee. Stan Lee died in 2008? That's impossible. He died November 12th, 2008 in Cedar sinai Stan Lee? How was he in all those Marvel movies? They taped it ahead of time. 2008? Teen. Oh, 2018! Okay. Okay. They both died in 2008. I was like, they did 23 Marvel appearances before he died? <laughs> 2018. Because 2008 was the first one. That was Iron Man. <laughs> 2018. <laughs> okay. 2018. With, uh, okay. with a one. <laughs> That's important. That's an important thing. Because the last, I think his last appearance was what, Captain Marvel? Which was, you know, what, 2019-ish? 2018. Uh, yeah. All right. 1-8. Yeah, that's, that's an important component. I was like, wow, holy shit. <laughs> he was in so many movies over a 10-year span. <laughs> <laughs> they really saw ahead on these movies. I had no idea. 2018. So sorry. Uh, same thing with with 
Steve Ditko. He died in 2018. I just don't know how to read. All right. All right. Uh, so he publishes his article. <laughs> uh, that's 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 way funnier than it should be to me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Such a dick. It's just so funny. <laughs> anyway. Um, I have derailed completely, though. It was just so funny. <sighs> but in the article, too, like, the, the this Friedland guy, when he met Kirby, he said he, in his own article, he says uh, he looked like he worked uh, in a factory, in a girdle factory. Like, he was just, like, a very workmanlike person, and... I don't know what someone who works in a girdle factory looks like. I'm guessing that's derogatory, I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm guessing when you throw the word girdle into something, <laughs> it's like meant to not not be great. Uh, and uh, so uh, Jack's, Jack Kirby's wife read the article early Sunday morning when it came out, woke Jack up to read it. Jack called up Stan at home to wake up and complain. And then both men later recalled that the collaboration was never the same after that day. And it was more than just an injured ego at work. So basically, this was the beginning of the rift between Jack Kirby and Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and Marvel. Like he, um, I think, so I'm guessing this is when he came back to Marvel to write Captain America. Because uh, he, he had left for a while and he went to DC and stuff. Um, but yeah, so you have this guy, you have Jack Kirby, this, like I've never heard anybody say a bad word about Jack Kirby, basically. Except probably Stanley. Except for Stanley, and you got Stanley out here. He's in every Marvel movie. He didn't create most of those characters. However, he was a publisher. Why are you laughing? You're like 2008. <laughs> well, that's a significant Sorry. year because I know that that's when Hulk and Iron Man came oh, out. Your face was just, and I was just like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> like that doesn't sound right at all. It's like I'm pretty sure we're saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Eight. 18. Yeah, that's an important part of it. Um, so, yeah, I apologize for my, my non-research. But uh, basically, Stanley would malign his artists, take a lot of the credit uh, for the creations and the writing. And again, like I said, I, from what I gathered through years of reading interviews and all the you know comic book stuff, websites, magazines is he created a lot of bad blood in the comic book community because of how he, how disposable he looked at artists, basically. Um, and that, you know, that, that contributed to the big Marvel exodus of, uh, in, in the 90s with, with created image, you know, yeah, like that kind of attitude. covered before. Right. If you want to hear you know, that. You, you had people, you know, Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, Eric Larson, could, all those you guys. You learn all about. And they were all Marvel guys. Todd McFarlane's dad was a traveling print press man. <laughs> he was a traveling print press? He just... Print pressman, I said. Salesman? Print or pressman. Print pressman? Yeah. I don't know what that means. What did it, what did it explain? You don't remember telling He would telling sell? Me? No, he was... This is on your episode, not mine. I have the memory of a gnat. I don't... I was super unclear what his job was because you said he would he would be a traveling print press. Like, he traveled with his print press. And this really? was like a... Yeah, and I was really unclear what his how his job worked. Did we ever figure out what I was talking about? Because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is why I asked so many questions about what his job was. I researched that one too. Like that one wasn't like. And this you were one. like, "That's I don't care about T Todd McFarlane's dad's job." And I was like, "I oh, do. that makes sense." 
I would say something like that because yeah. I don't. But now I'm curious. <laughs> Why didn't you cover that today? Why aren't you covering the senior McFarland? Why are you staring at me? That doesn't play well on radio. I don't care. <laughs> it's mean mugging so, me. So, yeah. That's a, that's a that's a throwback. Sometimes when like, you make mean face like that, it reminds me of like when they make a mean Lego face. <laughs> like I don't know why you you make like mean Lego face. That's not. That's not <laughs> like helpful. Like, that's not you know? helpful. That's not helpful at all. <laughs> that's the opposite of intimidating. <laughs> like that's not the look I'm going for. God damn it. But anyway. Uh, but again, I'm not trying to denigrate Stan Lee. I'm really not. I'm just trying to get it out there that he had a lot of collaborators that he did not want to share the spotlight with. Much like Bob Kane, the creator of Batman, who did not want to share the spotlight with Bill Finger. And poor Bill Finger is like very, like, I never heard of that dude till I saw the credits for Batman versus Superman. And I'm like, who? What? I've never seen his name on a Batman movie. And then they did a whole Hulu thing. I was like, didn't we watch a thing on him? That was, yeah, it was years later. But I'm saying the first time I heard of him was at literally the... I remember being at the theater and it was like created Bob by Bob Kane with Bill Finger or something like that. And I was like, what? Well, that... And then they did a whole uh That's always been a documentary. problem. Is, is people taking credit, men normally taking credit for other people's, men and women's, ideas. Yeah. Like, there's it's, always some douchebag out there taking credit for someone else's ideas. Yeah. It's like, it shouldn't be us against that mentality. It should right. always be, like, collaborative. collaborative That's the whole reason effort. Image Comics exists. And to this day, everything is creator-owned over there. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're still, they're doing really well. Good. I mean, they, That's they publish how it should a be. lot of stuff. That's how it should be. But, yeah, uh, Jack Kirby, I, I would heartily recommend looking up his artwork it's very influential so aside from being the the co-creator of of a lot of this stuff especially you know captain america being the biggest one in, in my opinion um or my favorite one i should say his artwork is it it's just even though it's older artwork sometimes you see older artwork and you can appreciate it but you know it's just doesn't have that flash of, of the modern comics his artwork holds up, man, and you can tell so many people try to capture, uh, like the I don't know how to say this word, dy dynamism, Dyna like the dynamics of his of his work is very dynamic. There's Did a word you... for it; it's called like dy dynamism, but I don't know how to pronounce it. So that's the word of the day. When you uh when you read a word like that, you can just have the computer say it to you. I'm gonna do that right now because I, I want to know what. Yeah, that's. That's what you can do so that way you don't come on a podcast and start saying words that don't make sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Right, hang on. You come dynamism. on. What did I say right? Dynamism. Dynamism. I can barely hear the first part. I can't part, hear. Is, is he dynamism. Saying it? So I'm saying it right. So you're welcome. Still made up. <laughs> That's not a real fun. word. Do oh, you want me to read that? No, it's fine. <laughs> You should definitely use made-up words on the podcast. Nobody's Googling it like you are. <laughs> All right. Um, the quality of being characterized by vigorous activity and progress. Mm, yeah, that's the... Yeah, so... That's the word. Very dy dynamics. You know, it it's comes out of that. Dynamism. 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 So, word of the day. I did pronounce it correctly. Of Ooh. dinosaurs. I was, I was almost embarrassed there. But, um... No, you weren't. 
Yeah, I, I would have been if I studied it correctly. <laughs> Dynamism. Dynamism. There's a word of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? what? No, nope, nothing. Maggie, so anytime I use a word that Maggie is unfamiliar with, uh, she makes, I immediately am like, oh, got it. That must not either I made that word up or I'm pronouncing it horribly incorrectly, which I used, like, I used to pronounce hyperbole, hyperbole, you know? I used to pronounce minutia, like minutai. <laughs> so I have a history of mispronouncing words that I've read. Yeah, that's really wrong. Be- but that's also because I I learned those words from books before the internet. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And it was yeah. also like, even in Star Wars, like finding out Gamorrean guard. I, as a kid, I always pronounced it Gamorrean because they never said Gamorrean guards up until, I think, I think I just learned that right now. So, yeah, I always pronounced it Gamorrean Guards. because That's I, what I, I, how I thought it was pronounced. I would see it in print, but I they never said it in the movies. So, in my mind, it was like the, the Gamorrean Guards, but it's Gamorrean. Like Who Gamora. Knew? Right. It's Gamorrean Guards. Oh. Yeah. Those green guys. And they yeah, are I know who they too. are. Yeah, they're don't, not related to Gamora, but... Um, don't. <laughs> I'm just don't tell me who they are. <laughs> Sean has this habit of being so condescending with me. It's so unintentional. I just, I feel like so few people care about the same shit I do that I don't expect anybody to know what I'm talking about. And it's not from some place of, I know more than you. It's from a place of no one cares ever. They care about other shit. Why would they know this? No, I I, I got that from being a teenager. I I thought everybody knew who Pantera was and Nine Inch Nails only to find out that people did not know who these people were. Well, I take it as... I think it as, like, hey, idiot. It's. <laughs> I don't think anybody's an idiot the, for not knowing. The only people I would call an idiot for not knowing about Star Wars is somebody that claims to be a hardcore, hardcore Star Wars fan. Those people. Yeah, it, that's not me. Right. So I don't expect you to know or care. And there's no disrespect or, or condescension. It's It's just like, why would you pay that much attention? Why would you care about Gamorrean guards? It's because you talk about them nonstop. <laughs> I do not talk about Gamorrean cards. <laughs> Actually, I just found out that's how it's pronounced, but I know full well who they are. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I didn't say. See, this is this is you <laughs> projecting. I I would not imply that unless, again, I was talking to somebody who claimed to be this fucking avid Star Wars fan, and the, and then they were like, "What's a, who's a Gamorrean guard?" Like then I'd be like, "You fucking idiot!" But that's not. It's not your wheelhouse. I don't expect you to know that shit. I've lived with this man for almost 21 years, and he's like, I don't expect you to know it. You didn't watch the Star Wars movies until I made you watch all of them. So I don't expect you to know this stuff. But I've lived with you longer than I've lived with anyone else, including (laughs) my mother. So Did I make you watch them in like a day? Like, how Do you remember that at all? No. What was the process there? It was early too, because I remember we were we were living at, at Timbertop. Okay, but this doesn't need to be on the podcast. <laughs> you don't want, are you embarrassed? No, that you I'm just seen saying Star Wars. This, no, this doesn't need to be on the podcast. All right. So anyway, uh, look up Jack Kirby art. Uh, the dude was phenomenal and a huge, huge influence on comic books and comic book artists. Um, and like I said, uh, almost all the creators that that I know of, they they have so much love and respect for that dude and and so much stuff that we enjoy wouldn't exist without him huge impact so rest in peace jack kirby rest in peace stan lee 
family who's like, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> we have a guy and he does a thing. All right. 50-50 credit. Also, again, if you're curious, please research that. Feel free to fact check me. Because, <laughs> uh, again, I just... That's whew, what I've taken away from I really half-assed and winged that whole thing. Um, so, what, yeah, feel free to look into that. What I took away from the story is Stanley walks into a room and says, ah, I got a guy, I got an idea. <laughs> The it guy, might have been like that. I don't he's know. Got, he's, he's got he's got fire, and he does things with fire, and put my name on that. I could <laughs> see that. I could see that being a thing. So yeah, that's my that's my impression. That's what I took away from what you just said. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got this week. Yeah, that's it. So what do we? Oh, hey, it's oh, our our gonna... anniversary's coming up. It's like a couple goals. It seems relevant. Yeah, twenty one years. So yeah. Go us. <laughs> still together. Even even if the podcast isn't going, we still are. Yeah. So even if you don't hear from us, that doesn't actually mean anything. It just means right. we haven't recorded. <laughs> People are like, uh, I don't think they're I don't think they achieved their couple goals. <laughs> no. We're still uh better than everyone else. That's still us. uh plug it away, so to speak. Oh gross. <laughs> oh gross. Why would you say that? All right, so on that note. Oh, no. I was just making Lego face. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.